Hi, I'm Peter Anthony. And I'm Steve Angel. You're listening to Men With Spirit. Join us as we explore what it means to be a modern man and to live a spirited life. G'day, g'day, and welcome to uh, Men With Spirit uh, at Radio Karam, episode number 37, our second show for 2023. And uh, if you're new to the show, uh, just a reminder that our aim is to encourage men to get out of their heads and more into their hearts. Uh, to be more authentically connected with themselves and with others. And regular listeners would know that um, integral to this intent is to live your life according to your values, whatever they may be. And as in the intro, I'm Peter Anthony and you're Steve Angel, aren't you? Yes, you haven't still changed. am. Still am. <laughs> Always will be. No, yes. Um, Look, uh, we normally have a bit of a chit-chat at the start of our show, but we've got two fantastic guests with us today, and we wanted to make as much time available for our discussion, so we'll forego our little chit-chat, Steve, and and get straight into, uh, well, we're thinking of the theme for the show, Mm. and we're thinking... um, Summing it up is sort of caring and sharing in our communities, and... uh, you and I have been talking about so many things in the world that have been um, oh, depressing or a lot of manipulation and, you know, I don't know, just it can get you down, the, all the things that in, in life uh, aren't going well and you look around and you think this is, this is not great. And uh, I heard a talk at the weekend and it was about perseverance and carrying on and taking a different perspective on things and making change in your life. And uh, we were very fortunate to go to an event, which we'll get into in a bit more detail shortly, but an event last week um, that uh, was all about bringing about change in the community and doing some, making some positive changes. So when you and I were talking about all this, Steve, and yeah, we right. thought, um, look, let's... Um, Who's, uh, who's some really good people that we could bring on to talk about the, the positive things that are happening in our community? And uh, hence led to the... Uh, the um, invitation for Scott Carson and Cameron Neal to mm-hmm. join us today. And I'll just give a bit of an intro as to who our guests are, and then we might just have Listeners a Listeners may actually know who Scott is oh, from yeah. episode eight. We yes. did a, the topic there was honest conversation, so you might remember that. If you haven't, go back to that episode, because it's a really, really good episode of just honest communication and... Um, and he's back. Yes, but and, and, sorry to and interrupt he had, that. Uh, no, that's okay. And he had uh, three choices of music, which gave us a bit of an insight into what uh, what rocked your socks in terms of the, the music. I like the rock the socks thing. Mm. We'll come back to the socks later on. <laughs> Anyhow, now Scott um, is the heart of the business of Smiles and is the founder of A Safe Place to Land. He started his 31-year career in the construction industry before moving into the community, speaking and coaching arena. And he's um, driven by a mission to improve the human experience. And Scott is best known for inspiring people to be the best versions of themselves by embracing life's challenges. And our other guest is... um, um, Cameron, Cameron Neal, Cameron Neal. Mm. and uh, Cameron is the founder and operator of Bayside Community Kitchen 
and access way services. So they're the introductory remarks. Do you want to? What do you want to add to this, Steve, in terms well, of setting the the context yeah. and the framework for this? Yeah. Before we actually speak to our guests, I guess we attended an event held by Scott at Cameron's premises, and I think it was there that we realised and were reminded again just the importance of sharing energy within a community and the importance of being involved within someone's community because if we don't do that then we don't get the community that we want to be part of Mm -hmm. and I think what was really interesting and remarkable for me was to see the diversity of the people that were there that was the the first thing I think we saw is group of men because it was a uh, it was a meeting of um, just a, a wide range of men of all different ages all different backgrounds and, and Scott will talk more about the reason why he wanted to do that. But then we were introduced to Cam and to his, his kitchen and his premises, um, which is a social enterprise that is really about giving back in some fundamental ways to the community. But it was in that that Cam spoke about the, the need that he has seen within his community um, and how it's just growing and growing that there is a lot of people within our community who are really struggling and they're mm. struggling quite severely and it's probably beyond what most people within their own community realise is what's happening out there. Yep. And I think that really touched us just to mm. see that, you know, and, and Cam will elaborate more about his story, but just to under, really understand, wow, there's a lot of people out there in need and I think we can get so consumed within our own troubles and our own sort of, you know, problems and I'm not saying that they're not important, but I think sometimes we need to look beyond that and to see, hey, there's even people people out there who probably need your help. Mm. And watching these two guys do their thing was really inspiring. We thought we wanted to bring it onto the radio show and talk more about it and give them a chance to speak more about that. So that's really sort of the premise of this, this um, episode. So probably enough of me talking and you talking. How about we... Uh, Bring these yeah, two on. And, and this is going to be a fairly um, interactive sort of discussion. We might start off focusing more on uh, what, what you're up to, uh, Scott, and then get on to uh, Cam. Um, yeah. Do you want to... Yeah, Scott, so... Because well, so you've known Scott a fair while, have, as yes. people from episode eight would uh, remember. Would know, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Scott, just, why don't you just get started and, and explain to everyone what you are hoping to achieve with the... Um, the dinners of smile that you did over at Cam's um, premises. Explain the the background to that. What you were hoping to achieve, and what surprised you? Yeah, thank you, Steve, and look, thanks for having me on again. Like I remember episode eight, and it was actually a pretty emotional conversation that we ended up having because those songs brought out a lot of me, and what a fantastic opportunity that was. So thank you for that. Cam and I um, have met through the business of Smiles and wanting to do more work inside the community. I'm also a host on the Campfire Project, which is where Steve and I Mm -hmm. reacquainted, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which was fantastic, which is a global community of coaches and healers and amazing people where we have big discussions in life. One of my greatest discussions was sitting there with five women talking about penis size. There's no conversation we can't have. Mm -hmm. It's just about having a safe place to do that. Mm So over that time, I was introduced to James Short, which we ended up uh, combining and bringing about the business of smiles. Mm. Initially, it was Sunday sessions in Frankston, which a lot of people in and around Frankston have seen the smile out running around, especially when I had up to 40 guys uh, joining us for Mm. that. And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which way you look at things, but for me, fortunately, COVID came through, uh, gave us the opportunity to not be around each other and figure out what's actually important in life. And then Shorty and I combined and we 
brought about the business for smiles. The business for smiles and not for profit that's out there connecting our communities. Connecting what, what, what do you actually other. do in the business of smiles? Yeah, bring it. So we literally walk the street saying thank you to people for doing their best. Mm-hmm. And how do people react to that? How do you find them yeah, reacting that's, to that? That's, a, that's the gold thing because it's how you react as a person gifting something to somebody because we don't just say thank you for doing your best. We ask you if it's okay if we give you a gift. Mm-hmm. And that gift is a pair of beautiful yellow socks with black polka dots. Mm-hmm. And it's quite interesting. I find the the higher valued socio demographic community a lot harder to gift to. Why do you be why do you think that is? I think it comes down to the individual. I think it comes down to the experiences and what they've got on their mind mm-hmm. and how much time they've got allocated to, co- to connect with their community. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget the day I was in Melbourne, uh, 8.30 in the morning on a Monday morning. I thought I'm going to test my skills. <laughs> I'm really going to see where things are at. Monday morning, everybody's running late, trying to hand out socks. It's mm-hmm. not just about it. Socks are actually the tool, the tool for me to connect from my heart to yours. Mm-hmm. And it was very difficult. A lot of people said no, 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 because they were in a rush. They had other things on their mind. I wasn't a priority and I was projecting. Mm. Whereas people who are of a lower social demographic, they seem to have a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. They want to connect. And what was the um, the, the rationale behind the, the dinner last week and, and your uh, desire to get a bunch of men together in at the Bayside Community Kitchen in Frankston last week. Yeah, bring it. Well, that's, that's been a big accumulation of everything I've done in my life. I started off with the Campfire Project, hence bringing that into the conversation because I was looking for a global audience to make a difference, to make mm. a big impact, to really put my heart out there and say we can walk together. And I forgot about something. My own backyard. I forgot about the very place where I live and spend time. Mm-hmm. So we did the 12 days of Christmas before Christmas last year where we handed out over 2,500 socks in the 12 days before Christmas. And we're looking for a venue to do that. Uh, and then I came across Cam from the Bayside Community Kitchen who, mate, just work out of here. We're working together on this. I'm like, really? So yeah. So you base yourself here. Mm-hmm. From that came the relationship between Cam and I. Which ended up being the smiles for life, which was the. Uh, we also had the um, night on intuition, which was an extraordinary night. We came together and raised some money for it. So coming back to last Thursday night, which is mm. what we're talking about, the the reason why I want to bring men together in our community, why I think it's so important, is all you need to do is scroll through Facebook and you'll see all the negativity, mm. all the negativity around men, all the negativity about our community and the things that happen consistently in our community. Mm -hmm. So let's get involved in our community. Let's create positive male role models in our community. One of the big things for me is we came, we have a meal, we drink water, and we learn one another. Mm -hmm. I've got two beautiful men in front of me for our next dinner which are going to be presenting their radio show Mm -hmm. and sharing what they do in life because it's important that we know what one another does in our community because that's the strength of it. Strength of our community is actually knowing it and being a part of it. Mm-hmm. Frankston needs a lot of work. It's really drab. It's really dreary. People don't feel safe in Frankston. 
I've literally got a mate that lives around the corner from here. Found out his two boys, 15 and 16, went into Frankston on their own. Yelled at them for going into Frankston on their own at 15 and 16. This is our community, yeah? And, it's, and this, has been, this has been the case with Frankston for a very long time. Yeah. It's been probably a, a stigma that's kept with Frankston. In some parts, I think it's, I think the, the socioeconomic um, population within, they're quite a large, I mean, let's just put this in perspective. Frankston is quite a large city. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it was broken down into smaller municipalities like other um, uh, councils, it probably wouldn't have the same stigma, I think, what you would have found. But we've got a very large, it's got a very large um, population. What, how do you think that that could change? By being involved in it. It's, it's literally that simple. If we bring men together to eat, do positive actions within our community, mm-hmm. it becomes a safer community. And it's not by sitting there and putting pressure on people. It's just by being active in your community, understanding what's in your community, supporting one another in your community. Every Friday, I sit down in the Bayside Community Kitchen and just sit there. I'm available to talk to for anybody. Mm-hmm. And I keep banging my hands on the desk so I can't make it noise, so I'll put, take the hands off the desk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'm available there just to have a yarn. Mm-hmm. And I know myself, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a better person because I'm sitting there, you know, like it's, and we'll get Cam to talk about the location of the, um, the Bayside Community Kitchen because it, it's not by accident, it's where it is. Mm-hmm. Actually, why don't we do that? Actually, mm-hmm. Cam... Um, talk morning. to us. Yeah, hello, please, <laughs> and, and and welcome. Thank you very much yeah, uh, for, for for joining us today. Let's talk about that. Where is it located? So we uh, initially had a look at the broader Frankston to see where we could put it, and um, um, with the the concept of what we were trying to do and the people that we were trying to affect and help, we thought we we really need to be where they are, where they can get to easily, where they're already comfortable being, um, and that was Young Street. Mm-hmm. So um, we set up at the um, the Seaford end of, of Young Street uh, in a, a double-wide shop there that um, a very generous, very nice uh, couple who we've known for quite a while has leased uh, to us at an exceptionally good rate mm-hmm. um, and they're a fantastic supporter of ours. And um, we chose that location specifically because it is the considered by other people to be the worst part of Frankston and that's primarily because of things such as the compound pharmacy that's there mm-hmm. which uh, deals with um, people with you know drug and alcohol problems mm-hmm. and um, the the doctors uh, there as well and of course the station where people can easily get to with public transport because uh, a lot of who we deal with don't necessarily have uh, their own their own vehicles so we really had to be somewhere that was easily accessible so that was the perfect spot and people were already comfortable there and we were just providing a space where they could still feel comfortable and welcomed mm-hmm. um, in their own environment. Because uh, so I think you'll find, and most people probably don't realise that uh, they're not... A lot, of, a lot of people who are on the other end of the scale who may not have uh, a home and may not have access to you know, the, the best... Um, um, clothes and hygiene and other things like that uh, aren't welcome in most places. Yes. So they find it very difficult to have the basic 
what I call a basic human right to, to sit down and have mm. something to eat and enjoy five minutes to yourself without the stress and pressures that they face mm-hmm. um, when they're outside the doors. So what do you actually do there? Yeah, let's talk okay, about the so actual organisation yeah. and how it's set up. Okay, so um, how it's set up, we're a social enterprise. We have a number of uh, investors uh, that have come along to help create uh, the the Bayside Community Kitchen. We Our primary function is to uh, help anybody who needs it in any way. Mm-hmm. So it's quite broad in that respect. But if somebody comes through that door and just needs to sit down, they just want to have a nap in the corner, they want something to eat, they want something to drink, there's no questions. I don't need to see a healthcare card, I don't need to know your name, I don't need you to sign something, and just come in and we'll, we'll take care of that for you. We do, um, uh, alongside with um, Bayside Community Collective, we do a bread run three days a week, mm-hmm. where we have uh, a constant supply of fresh bread available for free for people to pick up. Uh, we do the um, fruit and vegetable delivery once a week. Um, we often get milk and other supplies as well. So all of that means that people can just come in, they can get what they need and move on with their day. They don't have to sit and wait, they don't have to make an appointment, they don't have to do any of those things that they have to do with every other organisation that offers um, anywhere near the similar service. Now, given where you're located, yep. presumably you know, the rail, the train station opposite and the buses at yep. the front, um, you would be servicing uh, quite an area around here. Like, we're in Carrum at the moment, right. which is uh, Carrum, you've got Seaford, you've got uh, various other areas that the buses service. Absolutely. So I would imagine people that haven't got cars, the ability to easily get into uh, the, the kitchen That's right. and connect uh, would be a really uh, great uh, advantage that you've got. Exactly. We've got people who come down from St Kilda. We've got people who come really? from Janinal. Um, and because even though they have to travel 30 minutes to get to us, they know that when they get there, they get everything they need, no matter what. Well, why do they come to you and not one of, uh, you know, there's, you know, you've got the Salvos, got a whole range of other organisations yeah. out there. Why? Because uh, some of the stats you um, shared with us earlier was, you know, you were sharing, I think, doing 50 meals or something. Uh, um, was it a week or a day? No, a, day. a day. Yeah. A day. Yeah. And now you're at 500 or something. Yes, oh, sorry, so, a week, yeah. Uh, 50 meals a week was where we started. Yeah. And then we're, we're anywhere from three to 500, depending on the... So why the are week. people coming to you? Uh, I guess because we, we, off, we don't just offer them the their food or the service but we offer them the the dignity of a human response that doesn't change no matter who they are mm-hmm. and i think that's the biggest difference that we can that we can give people so that's Be- sharing the energy and just uh, no exactly. no judgment there's absolutely no judgment it doesn't matter who you are what you are how you look how you dress what your situation is you're treated exactly the same way great how do you fund this you said okay. you've got investors, <laughs> but to ensure that there's like supplies of bread and right. clothing and fruit, I mean, it seems... So we, we do get donations via the Bayside Community Collective. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did have initial investment to help the initial setup. However, the running costs are completely covered by uh, access way services. So, which is? Which is, which is my other, other business, uh, which is a heavy machinery and plant um, mechanics business. We service and um, certify uh, boom lifts and scissor lifts and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it has primarily, um, in all of the profits from that, have gone into supporting 
the Bayside Community Kitchen. Why do you do it? Uh, that's a very good question. People often ask me that because they think there's got to be something behind it. Mm. There has to be some greater reason. But the simple fact is, once you see it, you can't unsee it. You can't look past it. And once I, I found out that what the actual level of the problem was, and it's, it's not just homeless, it's um, kids going to school without lunches, it's mm. families that... Um, might have a nice four-bedroom house and a $50,000 car, but they can't afford to buy milk and bread. It's so it doesn't matter what it is, I can't, I can't not do something. And I grew up in a single-parent family and my mum had to work two jobs to, just to survive. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had to eat Vegemite soup and we had to have, you know, noodles five nights a week with tomato sauce and you know, all that sort of stuff. So I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have second-hand clothes and not to have this and not mm. to have that. And there's no reason that there can't be a bit of help. I know we can't fix mm-hmm. anyone's problems, but we can just make that hour or that day a little bit easier. Yeah, and it's, it's very easy to sit back and say, it's all too much. We, oh. we can't solve these problems. I'll just, you know, basically, you know, ignore it. Yeah. And what yeah. you're doing and Scott's doing is well, what we're all trying yeah, to do absolutely. is say look we can do something mm. even if we only touch one or two people uh, if we can help improve their life then it's well worth doing oh absolutely and, yeah. yeah absolutely no, yeah. good on you yeah. why do you could I just on the theme why do you do it Scott what motivates you in the work you're doing oh, it's funny listening to Cam we grew up in similar circumstances you know like we I had a, what was the probably the white book of fence life until the seams unravelled, <laughs> and then you know, the truth came out and things weren't so great. And I was actually speaking to my son about it. You know, like sitting there talking about what poor is. And so like sitting there with my mum and we're <laughs> talking. He goes, "I think we're poor." I said, "Why is that?" Because I've only had I've had the one iPad all the way through and prep through year <laughs> seven, yeah. and I said, "Yeah, wow." <laughs> and my mum actually starts laughing. She goes, "Actually, Oscar, can I share something with you?" She goes, "Yeah." She goes, "When your dad was little, my mum was working two jobs. Also, I used to freeze the bread just so they wouldn't eat it. Your dad and his brother used to eat frozen bread because they were hungry." Mm-hmm. He goes, "Oh." I said, yeah, I said, but it's but understand, like Oscar, you've met mm. Oscar, Oscar's <laughs> my little 2IC, he does everything with me. And I think it's really important that we understand life. We understand that sometimes people end up in circumstances because things don't work out. You know, and the thing that I love most about, you know, supporting Cam and working together to create the bigger vision is the fact that it does give people that respite one of the things we don't do enough of is take time out to just decompress and and I've been able to witness it with many people that have come in and just sat down you know they've fallen asleep for an hour or two in the corner Mm. safe spot safe place to land imagine if we all had that imagine if we all had the safety of just somewhere to be for a couple of hours without all the pressure you know so why do I do it? Because I needed a soft place to land, a safe place to land. I, and I was gifted that by different people along the journey in my life. And I can do what I do because of that. It's a personal identification. Like, 
I'll throw my story in. You know, yeah. I, I was brought up by a single mother yeah. and in a rented a little workers' cottage in Brunswick um, many years ago, yeah. and a uh, similar sort of thing where you know we were poor, and uh, so you can identify with those circumstances and yeah. uh, realize, and, and you've got now with. Um, uh, increased in interest rates and all the rest of it. You've got middle-income people, or middle class, so-called, yeah. that are struggling because they can't keep up with the mortgage repayments and the rental increases and all these sort of things. So a lot of people are struggling. And if, if you go back to your own background and what you went through yourself and just um, remind yourself... Mm that you know there for but for the grace of god go i sort of thing well this was That's my right. background and you have to um reach out to people and share you know that compassion and not just walk you know, walk past people that they don't matter yeah that's right mm. so i think that's that's something that's really important because they just people that no longer I'm just being careful because I've been shut down on a couple of things for saying some things lately just in relation to mental health mm. because uh, on radio and on social media if you use mental health and a word for people wanting to end their life you actually get shut down so we can't talk about it mm. now I've spent a lot of time with men who don't want to be here mm. and everything comes back to the fact that exactly the same thing they haven't felt safe enough to deal with the things they need, need to deal with people that don't want to want to end their life they're in their silo they're in their head mental health we're in our silos we're in our head the only way to address this is as a community if we're going to get serious about it we need to spend time in our community learn who's available in our community to support one another you know it's there but we need to actually take some action and get involved in it in order to make a difference. Yeah, it seems that a lot of initiatives that government have underway, I don't know, they don't seem to connect or they don't seem to Correct. be making the, the difference. And what really inspires me about what both of you guys are doing is you are connecting at the grassroots level and making uh, making a real change, a real difference. Um, I, I just ponder, I don't know, just a uh, uh, bit confounded why there's this disconnect between the politicians and all the bureaucrats and what the real need is at the grassroots. Uh, any thoughts, either of you, on that? Well, I think it's very simple. Uh, if you've got a, a company or organisation that is set up to do a certain purpose, if it's to clothe, to feed, to whatever it is, everybody in that organisation is paid to be there. Mm -hmm. So they're not there because they want to be, necessarily. Some people are, so don't get me wrong. But they're, they're doing a job for a company and we're not. We're doing it for the people that we're helping. So it's a very different mindset. Mm -hmm. and I think that's the difference between um, most, and I'm not saying all because there are mm -hmm. exceptions mm -hmm. to that rule, but from what I've seen so far, it's, um, it's great people will do what they have to do, but come five o'clock, the door's it's not shut. not their problem don't, anymore. Don't, don't talk to me. Yeah. Mm. So, unfortunately, that's, I think that's the main issue that we face, that all of these services are, are funded and, and they're supposed to be doing a certain job and their stats look great because, well, you can make your stats look any way you like. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but um, the actual people aren't necessarily getting what they need. They're getting given what the formula is that they're supposed to need. And the... Um 
But there are people like the investors behind your yep. uh, operations in terms of putting money into that. Correct. And there are philanthropic organisations I know that are out there yeah. helping uh, a range of organisations, but they often seem to be bigger sort of undertakings. Correct. Both of what you're doing um, are uh, more grassroots. Yes. And, and how do you tap into sort of the financial support and the other support you need to get going? Because um, you're making a difference, but you're not getting you're not getting any support from government or uh, no. uh, so it's these individuals that feel passionate about things that are helping you correct but how do we up the ante and get um, a bigger a bigger impact if you like that's a tough one yeah, yeah like it's interesting because like i have been dancing with the not profit world for a little while now like we we are a charity we're working hard to get our dtr status and it's it's not an easy road you know and i think that's one of the things inside of the not-for-profit space inside the the helping space when you care and you put your heart into things Mm -hmm. it gets hurt Mm -hmm. it takes a really strong person to keep getting up every day keep Mm -hmm. fronting up keep fronting up keep fronting up and we've got a lot of red tape around things that just put the brakes on things and it makes it so difficult it's there for the right reason to try and protect but it's also there it's stopping progress also you know like it, for, for Cam and I, I we're making a big difference mm. like huge difference mm-hmm. people are feeling safe people are rebuilding trust in Frankston you know I think that's something for me that when we did the 12 days of Christmas it was solely a mission for us to build trust, to say, hey, I see you, we're here. Yeah. You know, we're, we're not going anywhere. But I just want you to know we're here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you for doing your best right now. Because we live in these times where it's, it is so complex. Mm-hmm. There's so many different things going on, you know. So I think coming back to it, we all live in one community, and I think Frankston is probably the best example of it. You have every different socio-demographic. And for me, every single one of us affects one another. Yeah. Mm. You remind me when we when you spoke before about lockdown, and it was remarkable because we, we caught up a lot during lockdown yeah. and, and had walks on the foreshore like everyone else did because we had very little <laughs> else that we could do at that time. We so had to, all of a had sudden, to comply. <laughs> but it was interesting because I remember just the the um, willingness that people had to engage with one another. I think that because, like you said, maybe it was time, but we also were starved of social interaction of some sort. But people were really willing to sit down and to chat, and you were talking to people and you were meeting people, and if you saw someone along the foreshore a few times and you started to recognise them and you'd, you'd nod to them and greet them. But as soon as that ended, and as soon as we started to go back to our daily lives wasn't there anymore it people very quickly sort of stopped doing what they were doing before and, and it makes me wonder like and I'm, I'm probably just as guilty but it makes me wonder did it not feel good enough was it was it not important enough to keep going i'm still going i know you are <laughs> i know you are but it's a question to everyone is that I thought it was. I thought it was great. I felt like there was a real. I think that's how it felt like a community. It felt like we all knew each other and we we're all in this thing together. 
but we're just not there. But it, it's up to each of us individually to continue that yes. connection mm. and, and reaching out. And what you guys are doing is doing that. You, you're reaching out. You take you mentioned Frankston, but Frankston it's it's a hub for the whole area. So Carrum, yeah, Seaford, all the way through the Mornington Peninsula, mm-hmm. people come into that uh, regional hub, and uh, so it's it's much bigger. But if if we can if we can connect with people and um, just share uh, our energy and our concern for each other and just talk to each other. Um, that was one of the good things that did come out of that, all that nonsense we went through. Mm. So if we can continue that. Uh, do, do you have much of an opportunity in, in the kitchen to do that sort of thing? Uh, like you're fairly busy by the looks of it, but do you, can you talk to people? Or? Got, as much as I can, yeah. yeah. There's, um, it is quite busy. Um, having to run the kitchen because we we do run off uh, you know as little staff as possible mm-hmm. because uh, everybody still has to make a wage and everyone still has to live but I still get to I know all my regulars by name and they all know me by my name and we always have some interaction mm-hmm. so even if I'm in the kitchen I, someone walks through that door I still say hello to them yeah. I stop what I'm doing and I say hello so it has it has to be that way yeah you can't you can't have it any other way. Yeah, it's that human, human to human connection, right. person to person, and they yeah. feel recognised. Yeah, you know their name. They're, they're, you'll have um, people refer to you as their their mate or their friend. Mm-hmm. I said, like, yeah, absolutely. I once heard it said that the most important thing that somebody wants is to be seen, heard, and know that they matter. That's right. And I guess that's what you're really doing. What yeah. you're both doing is yeah. just recognising that they are there and that they matter. Yeah. and uh, not being lost and not being just a number and mm. being dis- disregarded. I'm, I'm interested, Cam, in the model that you decided to choose to run the kitchen, which is a bit of a social enterprise. So you have, you have a, an enterprise, a profit, for-profit enterprise, Correct. funneling into the, the non-profit. Yep. Do, you, do you think that this is the model that can help make change within a community that doesn't rely purely just on yeah that's that, that was the entire reason why it was set up that way because we knew that the funding channel would be exceptionally difficult to go down uh, it's a lot easier for me to sell the concept to an investor than it is for me to sell it to a politician mm-hmm. however what's, what's the return on investment for your investor <laughs> how did you pitch that well were, <laughs> that that return uh, a good moment, feeling that's yeah. a, that's a, well, that's a exactly really good feeling that's well, exactly is. the point <laughs> you know, you're doing yeah. something to to change the world and um, you're also getting a 15 percent return every year <laughs> uh, unfortunately that uh, has to come from another business right now but look that's that's how it works mm. but the investors are taken care yeah. of because their their um their investment their their um their whole uh, contribution is very much appreciated mm-hmm. and without that it wouldn't happen mm-hmm. it's just that simple so they have to be rewarded financially and you know emotionally and everything mm-hmm. else so it really has to be a, a whole package but there's no reason why something like this can't actually bring a return and still help everybody as well because there's a lot of people with a small amount of money that putting it in a bank gets them half mm-hmm. a percent interest, whereas they could put it into a social enterprise that majority of the profits go towards obviously building the business and, mm-hmm. and feeding the people it needs to feed, but then some of it can still go to an investor 
to thank them for their support. Mm-hmm. Question: um, Say Frankston Council um, and, uh, and Kingston and, the other, and Mornington Peninsula Councils, for example, are they doing anything to facilitate these social enterprises or um, investigating these sort of models to bring about improvements in our uh, in our community using this sort of approach? It, it I, ha- I have um, seen that Frankston Council has set up a social enterprise group. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in its infancy, I think, at the moment. Um, Are you getting any support from them at all? I haven't actually heard from them yet. <laughs> However, I, I am going to attempt to reach out to them and see and see where where they're at. Uh, but um, I don't necessarily know whether that's the council's focus mm-hmm. at this point. They're more focused on redevelopment mm-hmm. of uh, Frankston and taking a single rateable property and turning it into a multiple rateable property. Um, but then that's it's a business like any other. That's that's what they have to do. So yeah. I'm going to jump in because mm-hmm. like I I was very angry with council probably ten years ago. So much so that I decided I was going to run for mayor because I, I just had a go for. So what I did, excuse me. <coughs> so what I did is I, I sat down and worked out what the council did. Went through every aspect of the council, you know, the meals on wheels, the Know, support supporting people in many many different ways through to you know arborist <laughs> mm. I'm like wow okay so there's a lot here and I thought what what's gonna be my best angle here to attack them try and find a way to support them so that we can work together and create a better outcome so far I'm trying to work together to create a better outcome. You know, I think it's much better. I, I think like one of the things that. So, how do you support them? Or how are you engaging with council? That's helping your mission. Yeah, brilliant. Because I think one of the things which I'll bring up first and foremost is getting an understanding of what they actually do and where their resources are spent. The number one reason people call Frankston Council is for dog attacks. Hmm? How's that? Really? Right? So they are spending the majority of their time dealing with dog attacks. I would have thought that's a pretty big waste of resource if we can't control our own dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So with that in mind, they're under pressure get copying phone calls left, right and centre about negative things consistently. So what can we do to create a positive experience to get them engaged with? They had the, the um, option with all the guys sleeping down at Oliver's Hill. And the bottom of the Oliver's Hill. Now, what's not been mentioned by people is the council's not doing enough. So what council did is they actually put in a block. If someone let somebody know that there is someone sleeping rough, they put in a block for a week. No one can go around that person and ask them to move for a week, seven days. And they provide them with as many services as possible to try and find them housing. Some people want it, some people don't. and Because this comes with complications, right? But I that's didn't a, know that. Did no, you that's know that, a, that no. is a phenomenal initiative, mm. right? But we don't hear these things. We need to understand what people are doing. Like, I'm, I'm very grateful that I've got a, quite a few members of council that are really interested in what we're doing. Mm-hmm. So they're coming down and having meetings with me at Bayside Community Kitchen just to come and see how things are going. Mm-hmm. Now they're letting me know, oh, there's a grant coming up. Okay, great, thank you. But I haven't gone in there and attacked. Mm-hmm. 
because when fear meets fear it creates more and it just can bust into a, into a situation which makes things worse for everybody mm-hmm. so how can we do this how can we how can we create better one plus one equals three right cam and i one plus one equals three we're putting our magic together the most beautiful night which i'm going to come back to you to for because the night we had the very first dinner we had one of the most extraordinary things happened i got there at four o'clock with oscar and justin was there to cook cam and i looked at the room what needs to be done and we just got it done. There was no, just get it done. What we have to do? What do we need? How do we need it? What do we need to do? Done. It got done. And it was a night which I will let both you, Peter, and Steve, share with us. What was your experience on the night? Well, I shared one, Peter. How about mm. you? I really got a lot out. I was talking to the individual men and how they mm. were, what things they were doing. In fact, there were a number of men I spoke to there that were doing some really um, powerful things to bring about change. And I, I was debating, could we get half a dozen people in here to yeah. talk about it? Because <laughs> I was so inspired by what was happening. And it's that um, genuineness of you know, and concern for the community. And that I'm not just a bystander, that I, I'm involved in the community. I'm committed to improving the community. Mm. And that sort of... Um, um, dynamic, I think, was great to get going. And then, then, um, as um, you, you mentioned on the night, uh, Scott, um, one of uh, the groups we were associated with, uh, Women with Spirit, they, they they raise money as part of what they're doing for different things, and they um, uh, made a decision that they should be supporting men as well. So they actually made a donation, I gather, a reasonably sized donation to. Uh, to you, Scott, to support your work, and that was what was the the means by which you were able to fund this uh, dinner at no charge and get all the men together to look at can we do things better going forward. So I, I'd see that as a marvellous multiplier effect mm. of this support from women to support men, and in turn you've used that to bring men together to even get a bigger impact. So I thought it was a great story yeah. of how people, irrespective of gender, people that are really uh, committed and concerned for each other can make a difference. Right, and Absolutely. that's something that I'm loving at the moment, the amount of women supporting mm. men getting together in a positive atmosphere. Mm. Like One of the things that is the most important thing for me in every event we do so there'll be uh, every second and fourth thursday of the month welcome to anybody we are looking for sponsors to help pay for the meals um when we were spirit you know they gave us the meat if all the money for the meat we fed men like, like steaks and that's hamburgers. a lot of meat to feed that was a lot of meat <laughs> <laughs> but the most beautiful thing that's been is the consistent support from the women in our community saying we want to support you men we want to support you men to be the best versions of yourself. And when people come along, we ensure people go home with a smile on their face. They're not walking in the door after a few beers and coming in and just, they've come home and they've just enjoyed a great experience amongst other people. And to have the diversity which we had in the room was extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But everybody had something to offer. Yeah, and, and I gather you're, you're going to be uh, doing um, activities as well. And I, I think this week, this Thursday, you've got an activity. Yes. Which, do you want to just quickly tell us a little bit about that? Because it's a good opportunity for people that are listening 
so that's Thursday, the what, 23rd? 23rd, is it? Yep. Um, just tell us a little bit about it and then uh, we can give some details at the end as to how people can contact you. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. Because one of the things that's really important for me is to have men seen in the community, being a part of the community, understanding the community. No different to what I just talked about with the council about getting to understand things. The more we understand, the more we can create, mm-hmm. the better mm-hmm. we can do mm-hmm. things. So I want to learn Frankston. Some of the activities are being involved in Frankston. Now, this Thursday, the 23rd, we're leaving the Bayside Community Kitchen at 7 o'clock. We'll be there at 6.30 for a quick snag and a drink. But then we're going to go and do the art walk. There is some fantastic art in and around Frankston on all the murals all over the walls, and it's a, it's a guided tour. What a fantastic thing to be doing as men walking around, yeah. learning our city. Arrival to the uh, the street art in in Melbourne is it? <laughs> well, actually, it, it, it is. It is. It really is. It's just won another award. I think it's second yeah. in a row. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, look, I think for people that haven't uh, experienced the art walk in Frankston, I think that would be a fantastic idea. Bring the men along. Send your men along. Even better because they like if if your man comes to an event and comes home feeling better about himself. Who wins? Everyone wins. Yeah. Everybody. Everybody wins. Everybody. Speaking of that, and I want to ask you both, I'll start with you, Cam. Um, are you going to say something to, to a guy who's listening, you know, that maybe has not really gotten involved beyond just what he needs to do for his own family? So he's yeah. just really sort of thinking about, this is my immediate needs, this is what I've got to do, and life can be a little bit challenging. What would you want to say to them to start to think beyond just themselves? Well, it's, um, I know... That I know what it's like to have a billion responsibilities and mm-hmm. everybody counting on you to make things happen. Mm-hmm. You know, they just want it to appear. They don't care how you do it, just make it appear. Uh, I've got eight kids. I've got another 50 other people that rely on me getting up every morning and doing something about it. Mm-hmm. So all I can say is that there is time mm-hmm. in the day. There's always you time. kids, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you, you can you can do something. You can even spend half an hour mm-hmm. you know, or an hour or come to an event like this once a week or once yeah. a fortnight, once a month. It doesn't really matter what you do as long as you do something that is for someone else, mm-hmm. that will benefit somebody outside your circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't have to be anything grand. You don't have to do huge things. You might just... Um, yeah, come to the event or you might just help someone out. You might see a kid at a petrol station sitting at the front who's waiting for, you know, somebody to drop a $2 coin. Mm-hmm. Buy him a sandwich. You know, it, it doesn't really matter what it is, but something that it makes you feel better, trust me, mm-hmm. and um, it'll make you want to do more. And it's good for your kids to see. It's good for mm. the people around you to see that you're doing something that's not just for you. Mm-hmm. Do your kids get involved? or like What do they think of, what, well, what do they think of what you're doing? They're a lot younger at the moment, but um, they're starting to get involved. They, mm-hmm. they still they come to the cafe and put some time in uh, when they can. And um, they're all very supportive right. of what's happening. And I just want to show them that you don't have to just take care of yourself. You, know, you need to take care of your own needs and the people around you. But those people around you are also the people you run into every day. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody needs to be able to benefit from what you have. You don't need to have um, a boat and a holiday house and all these other things. You know, that's not going to make you feel better. It's What will make you feel better is making sure that everybody that you come into contact with is 
getting something out of life, that you're helping them be a better person or whatever they need that you're helping them get. Yeah, and I think both of you have similar uh, philosophies. Yeah. Uh, and I think you, the, the way you involve your son Oscar in what you're doing, uh, Scott, I think that's great as well. Mm. Uh, you know, he is your two high C, isn't he? Uh, yeah, hundred percent is my two high C. Every time yeah. I have a function, he's there putting, giving people um, labels for their names, yeah. and, and I just. What a world we live in if we embrace our kids in our scenarios. Like, mm. I'll never forget taking. I went to a business meeting in BlackRock, mm-hmm. and I had. They had Oscar with me and I've rocked up this business meeting and they're like, what are you doing? So I've, my two ICs here. I said, how's he going to learn what to do if he's not with me? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to ask him to be, to do better. I'm just going to do better myself and role model it for mm-hmm. him to be able to see that. Yep. And I think that's something that with our community is so important. You know, like how do we get involved? Just be a part of it. Just go and be a part of your community. Why? Because we live work play and invest in this Mm. the best asset we have is our time if you get involved in your community and in the community groups you are improving your life and everybody in your family And there's a lot more um, uh, men's groups popping up. You know, we we run the, the mm-hmm. men with spirit group in in Frankston, yep. um, and you know there are other many other groups around there, which is uh, around that can uh, help men and others in uh, similar ways. So it's a matter of just uh, reaching out and seeing what's out there. Absolutely, and definitely pop in. I'm just conscious of time, and we do yep. want to uh, allow time for the music and so on. But um, what's if people want to contact um, Bayside Community Kitchen yep. and the collective, uh, which is next door, Correct, um, yep. uh, what's the address and and how can they contact you? What are your open uh, opening yep. hours? All of that sort of stuff. Well, uh, we're open. The collective's open seven days a week, and the kitchen's open from Tuesday to Sunday. And the collective basically it's clothing, um, exactly clothing, food relief, um, other services, um, pretty much anything that you might need outside of. Your, your meal and your daily needs, yep. they can help you provide those those services as well. So so that's seven days a week? Seven what, days a week. What time? Um, they're open from 9.30 till 3 okay. every day, mm-hmm. uh, 9 till 3 on weekends, and we're open 7 till 3 Tuesday to Sunday. Okay. We're at 34 to 36 Young Street, directly across from the station. Yeah. And uh, the easiest way to contact us is through our Facebook pages. Um, leave a message at any time. And, and, and the Facebook pages you. are? Um... Bayside Community Kitchen at Bayside Community Kitchen and Bayside Community Collective. Correct. We'll put some links on there. Don't worry. (laughs) We'll put the links. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, And one more thing, Cam. Um, What do you need more of? Apart from money, how can people help you? If they if they've got money, please donate and invest within the, uh, the the enterprise. But what about? What if somebody wants to volunteer some time? What yeah, are you look, looking we're, for? We're going down that path now. We do we do run uh, volunteer programs for teenagers at the moment um, and kids who are looking to get into hospitality who might have had mm-hmm. um, left school or you know drug and alcohol mm-hmm. problems, all sorts of other reasons that they're in. But um, we're trying to broaden our scope now to get people involved who just want to simply help, mm-hmm. and that'll help reduce our labour costs and, of course, you know get us to the next level. So anything that people can do, um, donating goods, services, you know, we need uh, help with legal, we need help with accounting, we need help with all of those other things as well. So any of that stuff will absolutely help us. Excellent. Right. And what about you, Scott? Um, how can people get involved with what you're doing? Oh, w- and w- contact you. Yep. Yeah, www.ihopeyouaresmiling.com. 
Uh, the business of smiles. Uh, reach out. Business of smiles on Facebook. Uh, Frank's a notice board. I'm giving it a pounding <laughs> <laughs> because I care about it. I care about our community. So yeah, look, I'd really love to see more men of all all backgrounds together because that's we all live in the one community. We all stand together. We're all going to create something magical, and I'm just so excited about. It, to be honest, like it's just I see it like, and I'm just going to grab this. Yeah. We've got four men sitting here talking about our community and how we're doing that, and we're all sitting here not for the money, but for the mm-hmm. love of our community. Mm-hmm. We all do our independent thing, but together we create this beautiful opportunity mm-hmm. i want to walk with you you run a not-for-profit you support me and you, you know you do st- i want to walk with you this journey together is so much better so you once a month is it the fourth thursday of each month you're running an activity out correct. of bayside correct we'll always kitchen. start there yep okay so and this this thursday is going to be the art walk in Frankston. Yes. and what about what other sort of things you've got planned further down the track oh, i've got some awesome things so we'll do a movie night in frankston we'll do we're gonna go an old school board game night where mm. we're gonna step it up and yeah, bring us to the games night on Friday night with some friends, and it was good. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. But the idea is to bring blokes together and just see if we can bring about change and just get exactly. connections going. And we've been talking to other other charities about doing some work with them. So some of the nights will be um, doing some actual charity work for other people. So yeah, putting exactly. together bits Fan- and pieces fantastic. that help with retread and other places like that, putting together okay. things. With so that's on the fourth Thursday, and on the second Thursday of each month, you've got it's the dinners dinner. on us. Yep. Okay. Providing and we get sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And they would book, uh, you're putting it up as an, so, a, an event on Facebook and they would yep. book through that. Is that Correct. The idea? So all the events for the business of Smiles, Smiles for Life with the, with the Bayside Community Kitchen are all on Facebook and get advertised heavily through Frank's and Notice Board um, until I update the website. So I don't know if anyone knows how to do websites. Please call me. <laughs> yeah, that supports you, obviously. Don't yeah. You? yeah. And it, people out there that are um, concerned about the sort of topics we've been talking about, talk to your council members. Talk to your parliamentarians. Um, tell them there's a need to support, in practical ways, grassroots initiatives like this mm. to help bring about positive change in our community. There's no shortage, from based on what I've seen, there's no shortage of people that do care, but it's having the mechanisms and the way Correct. to bring it together that really has the, maximises the impact. And what you guys are doing is absolutely fantastic. I'm just in awe. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> can I, can I grab that quickly, though? Because one of the things that I'm really cautious of, right, is mm. creating positive outcomes with positive connection. So if this is something you like, instead of asking for more, let people know the pos- how you felt. Mm. That was so nice hearing these guys talk about this. It was so nice watching these guys be a part of the community. How can we support them? Mm. If we change that avenue of how to support rather than why aren't you, mm-hmm. I, I feel we've been a much better place all around because human nature, we move towards um, positivity and away from negativity. So if we can embrace the positivity, that would be phenomenal. And I'm sorry yep. to jump no, in, no, no, but no, really no, important. Fantastic point. Yeah. Anyway. Do you want to sum up with any uh, final comments you want to make? Look, I think, it's, uh, I think it's really clear that, you know, it is the sum of everything that we do that is going to make a big difference, you know. And if we, we talked about working in silos, that's never going to work. And, you know, and if we just 
And then if we live our life in just a silo, we're never going to really make a difference in our life or anyone else's life. So I think the advice that we got from Cam and Scott is huge. It's just, yeah, work together. If we can keep working together. And this is a message, especially to a lot of guys out there who, especially if you're feeling like you're in a funk or things are not moving for you or anything, do something for somebody else and then see how things change for you. You know, that can be a really good place to start. And even, you know, being in a, a men's group, and by all means, you know, go along and talk about what's happening in your life, but be there to listen to what's going on for other men right. and, and be supportive. So yeah. we've all got issues, uh, but we can also support others in their journey and what they're going through. Right. So that willingness to share from yourself, but also to be open to listen to, genuinely listen to and support other men. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Okay. With that, um, I'm just conscious. And by the way, if, if you're hearing noise in the background at the studio, we've got, here, no, you've got a live audience here, actually. <laughs> Cheering in the background, so uh, playing cricket out there. They're probably, uh, they're probably doing better than the Australian cricket team at the moment. Many of you won't go there. Um, right, just to wrap up, information about our uh, shows are um, on the Radio Caram website, which is radiocaram.org. And you also can check out our Facebook page, which is at Men With Spirit. And you can also connect with us uh, via an email, connect at menwithspirit.com.au. Now, in terms of music, Cam, you have uh, nominated a piece of music which um, gives us a bit of an insight into you. Could you tell us a little bit about this song and why it's important to you? And then we'll Well, play it. When I first heard this song, uh, I was having... I think we were having our sixth or seventh child at the time. <laughs> and um, You've been a busy person. Yeah, and uh, when um, I heard the song and I heard the, the chorus um, about um, basically having to, you just have to just do it, just get up and do it. You don't have any time to worry about it, don't question it, just get it done. And it just resonated with me straight away. And it's, uh, it's true, you just got to keep going. Do not stop do not wallow do not do anything but keep moving as long as you keep moving you keep doing then um then things will actually you know end up being okay good yeah. now what is the song and, and who by who sings it it's um uh, the the band's cage elephant uh and the song is ain't no rest for the wicked thank you okay everyone thanks for listening and until next time be true to yourself Hi, I'm Fiona Lee Maynard and you're listening to Radio Carum, which is what I do whenever I'm anywhere near Seaford Carum High School and Eel Race Road.